Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Stop beating your gums and sound the attack. Oh, right. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the We Got the Chocolates podcast. Coming to you from a new studio, this is episode 45, I believe. Uh, welcome, Haz. Welcome, Mitch. New studio, same familiar faces in terms of co-hosts. How are you guys? Very good. I'm, I'm missing the old studio already, actually. I liked the the character to it, but, but this will do the job well, I'm sure. Luckily, it's not far away. We've moved no, from yeah, the dining room. Just up the road, really, has. Same postcode, I think you'll find. The room next to the dining room. So. That's right. I uh, got a song this week. Here it is. Let's get on. Tell everyone what that one's called. I wish I could. But I can't. <laughs> okay. That is a real common one. It's Motel Rock from Hanu Dixit. Right. Very similar to Mr. Uh, yeah. Fixit, Mr. Yeah. Dixit. I did know that. Yeah. Controversial name in some circles. Probably not the one you're after, but that's okay. Very well sung. Thank you for the Motel Rock. Uh, now, guys, huge episode, as per usual. Uh, but we have, I mean, there's announcements all the time. There was merchandise a couple of weeks ago. Now it's a new studio. There's still uh, merchandise, by There the way. is still <laughs> merchandise in the new studio, in yeah. fact. Uh, so, great combo deal there. Um, and we also have a little review coming. We've been asking for feedback. We're always keen for people to leave comments in the social media sections uh, and let us know what they think that we can improve on. Uh, but we've actually got a professional to come and help us this week, which will be quite interesting. That's coming up for you. Um, obviously, there's some NRL rules. NRL returned, uh, so we have to chat through what happened there. Yeah. Um, but to start, guys, just a couple of stories to, uh, to let you know. Now, obviously, we probably know that I seem to find myself having the majority of these stories to contribute for some reason. I think it could potentially be because I'm the biggest idiot. Hard to say. Um, but, oh, by the way, let me just get you in a mood with a true story that I heard today. So um, my mate from school, teacher, um, has actually, like, obviously came from quite a wealthy but I already, I already know it's a lie. This is just a story. <laughs> no, no. This is a true story. <laughs> well, you don't have any mates, so you've already <laughs> lied. <to laughs> true story has. And it came from a wealthy background, so it could actually be has. Um, <laughs> so came from a wealthy background. Um, used to have a butler, right, who had his whole left arm missing. Served him yeah. right. Oh, good God. Mm. <laughs> Thoughts, guys? I'm waiting for you to find the button, but I don't think it'll be my emotions. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's definitely not my thought. 
picked it as soon as you said it was you, mate. <laughs> well done, uh, perfect. Now, that was that was just one of the true stories that's happened to me. The next one's uh, also true, unfortunately. Wondering if you've ever had this experience, guys. I was at a cafe the other day. Uh, pretty pumped to be there, really. Friday. always feel like tuck shop Fridays are a great day. Uh, get myself over and, and make sure that I reward myself for my long three-day working week. Um, and so I have indeed ordered the coffee, just standard flat white, which was great, and a little breakfast sort of wrap to go. Um, and I was waiting there for what I seemed was probably like quite a short time in hindsight. Uh, but, you know, at the time felt reasonable. There wasn't that big of a lineup or anything like that. And uh, the lady just sort of called... As it turns out, not my name, but at the time I just thought she called my name. Uh, she called something. She definitely made some sort of audible sound that was meant <laughs> to be heard by the people waiting for their orders. And so I just sort of walked up and was like, thanks very much. I sent it, grabbed the coffee, grabbed the brown paper bag, um, straight swig, straight out of the coffee. And was sort of like, oh, that's an interesting tasting flat white. Oh, well, obviously they're just not very good here. <laughs> walked out the door. As I walked out the door, I made eye contact with another guy who happened to be walking to the bench feeling like it was potentially his order. And I was like, come on, you idiot. Come on, mate. Wait your turn. <laughs> and I've walked past him. Uh, it was then that I looked in the bag at what was potentially meant to be a breakfast wrap that I found that it was a croissant featuring jam that I thought, something has gone quite remarkably wrong here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as I walked back into the cafe, uh, that guy, not particularly happy with his lot in life, he just goes, sort of walks through it, and the, the girl was obviously waiting for me, had been informed of my mistake by that point, and she just said, that's not your coffee, is it? I said, I'm afraid not. <laughs> <laughs> really, really not. Uh, um, how can you let this happen, Mike? Surely as a cricketer, you've got to stay in the moment. You've got to be switched on and sharp each ball. How do you just switch off so easily uh, in public? That's probably why I average 27 instead of 60. <laughs> 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 fine. Look good for a couple of cover drives and then see you later. Uh, similar sort of issue. Yeah, right. So well, we wouldn't have that issue if you made your own coffee using Alchemy Australia products at home. The only reason I told this story, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> set him up uh, for a free three-pointer. That's quite hard to say. Free three. three, three pointer, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. well done, Hans. Uh, you're getting better. Man. You're getting better at that, aren't you? Making your, your Alchemy very strong at home. actually in terms of yeah. turmeric lattes, uh, matcha lattes, and beetroot lattes. Very, very good. Yeah. Few issues that you're having though. Uh, you're using my coffee machine, which you struggle to maintain. The Drip tray is full again, which you haven't emptied. And How is that possibly my job? I can't do everything around here, Skinner. Because it was empty and last time I used it. You are moving and out soon, Mitch, yeah, so you're going to be taking that, that coffee machine yeah, with you, aren't that you? That was my next Ooh. point, is I'm moving out on the mm. 26th of June, Lethal, and you're going to be without a coffee machine. Are we having at least a going away party for it? Yeah, probably. Okay, not for you, just a coffee <laughs> machine. <laughs> just a couple of cuppers on me yeah, last day. Good. Um, but I've no. got a similar story, if that's all right. I went to grab myself a coffee the other day and probably didn't make such as major blunder to steal someone else's beverage but ordered my ordered a couple of soy flat whites for myself and Eloise um, and they asked us to wait outside the, the the cafe just due to sort of social distancing all that sort of stuff um, so I stepped outside and they've apparently called my name but turns out that the sound wasn't traveling terribly well all the way outside so <laughs> I stood like there waiting for about that segment <laughs> how far does sound travel <laughs> yeah, so I stood there waiting for about 15 minutes thinking gee these coffees are taking a while like I'm the only person here that's ordered a coffee what could possibly be going on and went in to inquire and found two very cold coffees waiting for me so did they good. replace those by any chance or you no, just no, ice coffees just sent me back in yeah <laughs> sent you back in <laughs> perfect has you got nothing I can't add much on the coffee <laughs> front either I'm not <laughs> much of a coffee fan so yeah, you've never established that before <laughs> 
and you know I'm not going to go buy hot chocolates or anything from a cafe. Am no, I? So, no, yeah. Good point. Very good point. And there'll be plenty more chat coming up like that. Um, now, Skin, you actually have, you might, I think you should lead the next story as well because it's more embarrassing for you, I feel, uh, in terms of, some people will be aware, but well, actually not that many people will be aware. I think we've kept it off social media for the moment, but we had, we, we actually had a pretty big loss on the weekend. We did. Yes, yes. Sorry, I was struggling to figure out where you were going, but... um. Yeah, so we've had mum's birthday lunch on Saturday afternoon, I believe, and thought we'll, we're going down to Balimba Park. Thought we'd be, have plenty of room to work with. We'll take the Sharon down, have a kick. Um, just had a, had a picnic there, sitting on the river. It was everything was going swimmingly. Hopped up to kick the footy, <laughs> including. <laughs> yeah, funny, I should say that <laughs> we hopped up to have a kick, and shortly thereafter, the Sharon was going swimmingly. <laughs> it was very going swimmingly. <laughs> I, I was I've shanked every single one of my kicks until I finally missed lethal maybe meter or two to the right got arguably the worst bounce ever and it just carried on in straight into the Brisbane River so yeah be honest I I think if I was willing to win the hard ball there was a mm. chance I could have stopped it on the rocks yeah <laughs> yeah I thought you were a bit slow yeah yeah like if I had to put my body on the line mm. there was a real chance to save it and the annoying thing was that actually wore on me for the rest of the weekend. Like, I feel like my mood rapidly deteriorated after we lost that, Sharon. Yeah. <laughs> I, really, I really felt like, I mean, it has. I've kicked some serious snags with that thing. Um, it's really, it was quite hard to let go. Didn't want to get it the was, drink We worked hard to get it back and we just, just couldn't. Followed it upstream. Clinical on the buttons as per. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we did. We actually travelled. Like, we were skating after it. We were trying to find it. We were hoping it was going to kick right yeah. to the bank. Yeah. Um, nothing. Yeah, it just didn't so happen for us. Now we return. Can't win them all. Good news is Reese Triffitt donated one to me that afternoon. So, uh, so has thanks for coaching his kid. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's given one to us now, which is fantastic. I'll use it well. Yeah, Unreal. I will. Now, uh, one other question that no, not question, but story that I wanted to tell you from my week. Um, I was watching the video of me emceeing uh, a particular wedding mm. last night. Manus name drop. Ooh, whoop. Uh, but yeah, so was uh, I was <laughs> I was just watching that my emceeing effort in that um I was there that night you were yeah and you might be able to testify to this has I was very strong uh, you did a good job you which good I job. didn't realize to be honest because people say it to you but once you'd be like in the moment I didn't have a clue uh, I couldn't even remember half the things that I said so I was it was quite impressive to watch back I must say yeah, right. um, so if obviously you need me to emcee any gigs out there then uh, I'll be willing and able is it like it being a referee on a footy game You're like they're a good referee if you don't notice them it's the same as an MC. they're a good MC if you don't notice them or? I hope not because <laughs> that was definitely not my criteria <laughs> not I know, I know. Yeah. Um, but one thing did become very poor boys uh, well, very appalling, in fact, for me. Uh, I have had some real issues in terms of the old hair loss um, since that particular night. That was only like two years ago, was it? Maybe three years ago. Three years ago. They just had their three-year anniversary. Yeah, okay. three years yeah. ago. I've uh, aged very ordinarily. <laughs> yeah, like it's been tough times. So I am seeking some help here. I know we've got a few segments going, but if you have any last-ditch hair loss remedies Holy Moses, Enriquez, I need it. Because I, I watched that footage and I was actually quite a good-looking rooster. Yeah, what happened? Uh, that's what I'm trying to work <laughs> out. I don't think you look good no, with, just... the, with the full shave going, going bald there? Mm, no. No, <laughs> I, well, I mean, some people do look yeah, very good. Michael Jordan, off. very good-looking yeah. rooster. Also quite tall and strong. Um, Athletic. 
Yes, talented, and darker, yeah, um, successful, successful, <laughs> financially quite well off. Uh, so all of those things, I think, also help has. Um, no, there's plenty of. I mean, Pitbull, this sexiest yeah. man in the world. <laughs> no, there's uh, some good. Used to <laughs> be good. There's some good signs there. Chris Lynn, very sexy. Uh, so there are some great signs there for me has, but. I feel like I would like to delay that process for a little bit longer, if possible, after seeing sort of the inspirational footage that I saw last night. I can't speak too soon because um, I'm a few years behind you, so there's there's every chance that I'm going to follow the same path. I think my granddad's pretty bald, so uh, it's probably in the genes, so I'm a, I am a bit worried. Mm. Oh, yeah, I mean... It's strife. It's real strife. But I think there's something out there, Skin. Something yeah, out there. Some coconut oil or... A couple of tablets or something. I think just a little Ashley and Martin gift card would do the job. But <laughs> Ashley and Martin, if anyone's got a spare, but 11 grand lying around. <laughs> um, just a quick Ashley and Martin gift card wouldn't go astray, guys. Straight on the Christmas tree, thanks. They don't have to be big presents to be good. Uh, excellent. Now, I feel like that's probably all the stories that we really need to get into. Um, what is actually happening now, guys, I'm just going to have a quick change of topic sound. Um, but after that, we have obviously talked about the fact that we probably need to review how we're going as a podcast. We need some feedback. Um, we've actually got in Haz's old man to do that for us. Mm-hmm. Coming up right after this. All right, boys, next section. Uh you do know that we obviously always ask our listeners and uh, maybe viewers because we are across that medium as well, Skinnel. Uh, we do ask them to, you know, give us some feedback, a bit of reviews. Uh, you knocking into the microphone arm would yeah. be the first thing. Yeah. Uh, so, no, we've always sort of asked for that. But we thought we'd go a little bit more professional tonight and actually try and get uh, someone who actually has some idea about what they're talking about into the studio. Um, and, has we're probably quite fortunate in that your relations... Uh, and probably quite a close relation, you might say, uh, actually used to work in radio. So I was really quite able to give us a little bit of etiquette chat. Uh, he sits on my right. Glenn? Uh, thanks, Lee. Pleasure <laughs> to be here with the uh, We Got The Chocolates team. Uh, salubrious surroundings here too of this fantastic uh, studio. Um, I think the only thing lacking at this stage, Lee, might be the uh, waitress with a few cold ones. Yeah, well, no, that's probably fair enough. And that has obviously been put in the budget for review. And Skinner, yeah. obviously, Chief Financial Officer. Really, we put all the um, all the people that are not quite good with their savings over on this side of the table. And then the people that are very good uh, usually go over there. That's how we sort of split it up, Glenn. Right. So I guess yeah. that's a no, Lee. <laughs> to, to know at this stage well, I'm sure we have plenty of Alchemy Australia products on hand If you want to give them oh, a go They'll uh, be in the house somewhere mm. uh, Fair plug to uh, Sam Because uh, each morning Of course with the uh, banana smoothies Goes the Alchemy turmeric elixir And uh, it's fantastic for the arthritis Sam <laughs> Yeah I do see you putting it in your smoothies of the morning So that's good to see <laughs> Oh outstanding um, Now I guess uh, Glenn what I, uh, what I do have to ask you now, I guess we pr- firstly need to check uh, just how you qualify to sort of give this review. I would suggest that the things that you feel like we can probably work on. Tell us a little bit about your experience uh, in terms of radio and why we've got you on this evening. Yeah, radio for me was a little bit of a hobby, Lee, and um, I did it some years ago uh, back in the 1990s actually for a period of time, worked with um, 4BC up here in Brisbane. As I suppose a surprise guest on a weekly basis with John McCoy on the afternoon sports show and then that transpired a few years later to working with the 2GB sports team and Macquarie News uh, calling uh, different sports around uh, Brisbane and the Gold Coast and the general vicinity. Outstanding. 
that's probably fairly qualified. He is known to uh, burst into his commentary ways, watching a game of rugby league at home or whatever it might be on TV. He likes bursting into that Rabbits Warren sort of mould, commentating what's going on. Outstanding. Obviously with the help of a different elixir than the alchemy stuff, Sam, but yeah. <laughs> and ironically, still starts with alk, though, uh, which is interesting. I think I think he might be owed a few beers from Lee after a few visits he's made to our place over the years. Yeah, fair point, Sam. It's not surprising that you would come up with that payback sort of a system, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I've offered uh, Lee some of the best German uh, brews that I've had in the house and he's willingly accepted them, but yet to see him walk in the door with a six-pack, I'm sure it'll happen sooner or later. You should just sure. say this time, is I've come in and tried this beer, he's like, man, I've got this really good German beer that's in the fridge if you want one. I was like, yeah, beauty, no worries, we're watching the footy, trying to beat Hazina in table tennis, obviously, uh, and then I was just like, yeah, oh, I'll have a beer, I'll try one. Germany spoke really, really highly of it, it, it sounded like it was going to be unbelievable. Yeah. Um, unfortunately... Uh, I tried to sort of pretend that I was really enjoying it. He came and came and asked, obviously, "How's that beer, Lee?" Yeah, yeah, great. No, it's awesome. Tastes delightful. And he was like, "Really? Well, it's been in there for about eight months. The worst <laughs> beer I've ever tasted." <laughs> yeah, well, it was like regifting a gift. I think it was actually a gift from one of my students at school. Thought it was great stuff. He's probably he's probably got it off his father, who was gifted it from somebody else. It's uh, passed down the chain, and you finished it off, Lee. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was not great. I'll be completely honest with you. Uh, <laughs> absolute dish, absolute dishwater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. Very very true. Um, well, where are we off to, Glenn? Uh, I guess straight away I need to get your thoughts here. You you'll be aware because you're an avid listener of the show. Maybe even on you know two times the speed, but that's okay. Still counts as a listen, so we're all right with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we always vote for a best on ground. Often you'll find uh, whenever we're sort of <laughs> at the end of an episode, often the guest gets it. Um, it's very difficult for Lethal to get it for some reason. I haven't worked yeah, out yet. Not off the market. Um, yeah. yeah, but we, we, Glenn, from what you've listened from the outside source, what do you think is letting us down, or who, more importantly, is letting us down? Do you think? Oh, look, I think it's a well-rounded team. I think you each bring your own personality to the show. Each person has something to offer. Different personalities. Variety is the spice of life, Lee. So at this <laughs> point, I won't commit myself to any uh, outrageous comments. He will be uh, pushing for a spot after this appearance so of, as no a full-time doubt. member, I'm no sure. Doubt. I like uh, he's actually put himself closest to the wall so he can't get out. As well as <laughs> I think he's just staying put. Yeah, uh, I've always been put into a corner, whether it be in classroom or at home, mate. <laughs> Glenn, I'm sure, judging by your performance already, I'm sure you're a good crack at the Best on Ground Award tonight, and especially given your experience in the in radio. I think you've probably worked on, on episodes and stuff with a lot more listeners than we're currently getting, um, and I'm sure you've had a chance to speak to a few big names in that period of your life. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, I've spoken to some few interesting people. I suppose the most famous in this part of the world would have been Wally Lewis, and I got a lot of time with Wally when he was captain coaching down at Seagulls on the Gold Coast. And, uh, okay. Uh, the after-match press conferences were very interesting, and uh, Wally was a very, very interesting subject himself, And but uh, found him to be a really approachable guy after he'd finished blowing up at the team, which probably won about three games per season. And <laughs> as we all know, the Gold Coast uh, rugby league teams, and in fact most of their sporting teams, have got a very similar record to that, and not much has changed. Yeah, right. Wait. Well, well I've heard you speak a bit about Wayne Bennett and, and behind the scenes how he is. What do, what do you think about Wayne? Yeah, Wayne <laughs> Does he speak? Wayne's an interesting character. The first time I came across Wayne was actually when we were at university in northern New South Wales and he brought the Police Academy touch football team down to a, a carnival we're having down there. And it was a semi-fun uh, type of carnival, but Wayne insisted that uh, his players, including um, Mal Meninga at the time, who was in the touch team, 
uh, had to stay at home that night um, between the two days of the carnival and rest up for the final the next day. Um, they weren't too happy about that, but they went on to beat my team in the final by about 55 to nil. So I guess, you know, Wayne has always taken his game seriously, but he's a, he's a fairly taciturn sort of a character. He hasn't changed much over the years. And if he doesn't like a question, he just um, backhands you. He doesn't want to know about it. Um, but very successful in what he does, as we all know. And now he's the coach of, of your team. You're, you're the team you follow in the rugby league. Oh, I was going to say, do you coach now as well? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> probably Still told playing. Sam a few times that I know more about the game than most of the coaches. But really, <laughs> look, um, no, look, he's, he's an exceptional coach. And um, if he can do something positive for Souths and, and bring a few wins their way, I'm, I'm more than happy. If he's part of the South Sydney Cardinal and Myrtle, then he's part of my... Uh, Positive brigade. However, your mother, my grandmother, actually is not a fan of him. He's a she's a, she's a South Sydney supporter, but she hates Wayne Bennett. She's not a <laughs> doesn't like yeah. him being the coach. Yeah, she's made a bit of a jump to Parramatta in in Wayne Bennett's presence, but hopefully, what's he done to her? <laughs> I think just because he was had that link with the Broncos or something, I'm not sure. But really, oh Broncos and Queensland, yeah, anything to do with that? Mum's a New South Welshman through and through. So yeah, Wayne Bennett's on the bad side of her books for sure. It's off the oh, Christmas right. card list. Yeah. That's awesome. What about when South had like Greg Inglis and stuff? Was that tough for her to follow? Them? No, no, no. absolutely fine. Greg okay. Inglis is a champion of the of the team. As soon as they got South Sydney colours on, it's all right. But oh, right. If they still have a suit on, yeah, <laughs> way better than no deal. So were there, were there many times when things just did not go to plan on radio? I mean, that's probably happened a few times to us uh, during our productions. But <laughs> the old uh, change of studios and all. Fortunately, to fortunately, yeah. we can edit. Because uh, it's all pre-recorded, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah well, look, um, lots of things went wrong actually because it was live to air radio and it was going right across Australia and into New Zealand, and um, we were working with fairly, fairly rudimentary equipment. In fact, the stuff I see before me now is much better than some of the stuff I was working with. But I, I think that's back impressive, to a, Glenn. You watch this, keep talking. I'll just give you a bit surely. of hype there behind. I hark back to a story at the Old Lang Park where I was commentating. My commentary position was on the. Um, on the eastern side of the ground looking into the sun. But I had to go across before each game and, and interview each coach and find out the team lists for the day before I sprinted back to my side of the field to actually give my pre-game report. But on more than one occasion, I was caught um, having to do my pre-game report, Sam, on the hill, surrounded by the supporters on a mobile phone, uh, getting pelted by you know cans of beer and the like in those days, uh, trying to get the report done and act as professionally as I could. Uh, uh, it was tough, but uh, we got the job done, Sam. Um, and also some of the other sports that I was less familiar with than rugby league that I was from time to time asked to uh, commentate on. Yeah. Oh, did you actually do other sports as well, not just rugby league? Uh, not rugby league uh, solely, Lee. Uh, I actually commentated from the grandstand at Ballymore, a France-Australia rugby union test over the phone, which was going to air um, through Australia. Uh, it was difficult, believe you me, because the the spectators in the crowd, and it was a sellout crowd at Ballymore that night, weren't too impressed with the fact that the the Joker sitting next to them was on his phone the whole game commentating the game. I thought I was doing them a favour, but obviously they weren't too impressed. Right, I think I was the right. only person in the stand without leather patches on my jacket as well, which probably looked a bit out of place at a rugby game. <laughs> Not quite too professional uh, <laughs> doing that. You hear that too many times these days. <laughs> Certainly not. They think you're match fixing and sending sending the, the tips back to India or something if it was a cricket game and trying to get ahead of the ahead of the uh, the live TV stream. Look, the most the most difficult one I did was I was asked in 1997, I think it was. You guys might remember back in the day before the A League, there was a National Soccer League, and uh, oh, the, yeah. Brisbane the Brisbane Strikers, Strikers. made the grand that. final. Yeah. Unexpectedly, beat Sydney United in a semi final. 
They got to host a game at a sold-out 40,000 people at Lang Park. Now, remember back in those games, a game of so- those days, a game of soccer drew about, you know, maybe five to 7,000 people. 40,000 people crammed into the game. I was told three ga- days before the game I was commentating the match. Um, I looked at the team lists. Uh, very, very difficult because Sydney United, I think, had once been called something like Sydney Croatia. The whole team's surnames ended in IC. So there was Smelovic, Denisovic, <laughs> Maganovic, the whole team. And I was told I had to commentate the game. Don't know a real lot about soccer. So I went to one of the Year 12 boys at the college that I work at and I said, mate, look, I know you're into soccer. Have you got tickets for the game on Sunday? No, sir, I don't. Would you like to sit in the commentary team with me and call the game? Sir, that'd be brilliant. Okay, next three days, mate, we are sitting in my classroom at lunchtime and you're teaching me how to commentate on soccer because I just don't know a lot about it. Look, it was one of the highlights of what I did. I won't call it a career because I don't think I was professional enough to call it a career, but I got through the game. It was all successful. Uh, Brisbane won 2-0 and um, the producers of the show in Sydney were very, very happy, so I pulled it off. I don't know how, but I pulled it off. (laughs) That's outstanding. That is good. Yeah, that's good. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Glenn, while we're on the topic of, of your experience with other sports, I'm sure you've noticed Sam is a reasonably decent cricketer. Um, I was wondering if you could let us know where those genes came from. Do you think he's got them off you? Or? <laughs> We've actually had this question on the podcast <laughs> before, remember? <laughs> and do you know who sent it in? <laughs> Glenn? Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn was definitely the person that sent it in. Right. And he was not impressed with Hazard Air Time. <laughs> no, th- thanks for prompting me, actually. I think Sam put it all down to his mother's footwork as a Highland dancer. That's oh, correct. Um, I do remember that. I wish I had that sound grab to play. I'll find that for you. Less, less than impressive skin, as, as it turns out. Um, I wasn't a great cricketer. In fact, I played one year of grade cricket as a young fellow in year 11 down in Coffs Harbour, and it was B-grade cricket. And um, mm. We've was, actually got your My Cricket page up just here, Glenn, in fact. It's unreal that my cricket's been around for that long. <laughs> but, 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 70 or 80 years. <laughs> but um, it's got five of those very similar sort of circle-looking shapes that represent zero runs usually. Yeah. Would that be correct? It is correct, Lee, but I was going to take you back just a step further to my first game that season. Oh, good, yeah, please, sorry. at number 11, I scored eight not out of six deliveries and was promoted up the order. Um, <laughs> henceforth proceeded to score five consecutive ducks. Oh, no. Very, very, very ordinary um- umpiring down there in the Cosarva District competition. <laughs> Absolutely. Or is he reached- motor dismissal? 
But I did help the team reach the grand final, Lee, and batting at number 11, I raised my bat at one not out, uh, preventing the yeah. sixth consecutive duck. Yeah. Um, well, there, there was nothing to describe that, is it? We've had the yeah, chat before. Four four ducks in a row, the Audi, yep. five Olympic rings, six, I don't know what yeah, six could be. <laughs> We'd be struggling yeah. for six. You had to get a run. Lucky got past that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> had to. <laughs> um, good. So surely batting at number 11, you're, you're a handy bowler then? Uh, I, I wouldn't say handy, but that particular match did work out in my favour and um, match figures of, uh, I think it was 10 for 23 with 6 for 9 in the first and 4 for 14 in the second. That is um, handy bowling. That's handy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll um, take Are you doing anything between sort of September and March this year? <laughs> Only if, you're, um, if you've got non-turf wickets and I was bowling on Koya mats. In those days, the heck uh, is which, a coir mat, which was like a woven cane type product over concrete. So right. it was strapped down to the side of the field uh, or right. onto the side of the pitch. And uh, for a seam bowler, because I certainly had no pace, it did allow a fair degree of deviation. And I got a fair bit that particular match and uh, <laughs> walked away with those stunning figures. Um, was promoted to first grade the following year, actually, Lee. But no doubt, after one um, inconspicuous game in first grade, uh, I decided that I'd go back to surfing. <laughs> yes, that's true. We do see a bit of you surfing, actually. That's it. You've still been, uh, and you're not probably the busiest person these days. Uh, so surfing does get <laughs> get a serious run. Yeah, semi-retired, and once again, thanks to the alchemy um, turmeric <laughs> um, elixir, which allows these old uh, the arthritis-ridden bones the to get through a surf. Going. And trying to keep up with Sam because he drives me pretty hard, particularly in the recent big swells. He, Come on, mm. Dad, you can paddle out. Come on, you can make it out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not yeah. so easy. It's all He's mental, isn't it? Inspiring, has, <laughs> and that's why you're such a good cricket coach yourself. High Come on, mate, you can hit a full shot. <laughs> 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 all right, well, uh, Glenn, despite obviously your lack of batting skills that we have mentioned there, um, I've heard that many people saw you as a lookalike for a former international cricketer in your younger days. You might have actually had a doppelganger there. Yeah, look, I don't, uh, I don't like to blow my own trumpet, but at the time I looked like, I suppose, a, a similar version of Alan Border and uh, going to nightclubs where people were a little bit hazy and, and, and the lighting wasn't all that good, I did uh, get passed off as Alan Border on more than one occasion. Mm, I can um, see that. Particularly uh, advantageous, um, one particular night, myself and my mates were chauffeured all around the Gold Coast in a limousine, which was pretty good. But I suppose the funniest occasion was when I was actually part of a Channel 7 cricket team um, who was masquerading as a Queensland um, second 11. I uh, were invited down to Yamber in New South Wales to play the local side. Um, all expenses paid, the whole lot. So we rocked on down to Yamber and I put my name down on the team sheet as John Border, Alan's brother. <laughs> and um, again, my, my lack of batting prowess came to the fore when I when I uh, strolled out to the crease, took guard, and after I missed the first ball by about 200 metres, um, <laughs> a, a fellow behind the stump said, well, he might be Alan Border's brother, but he certainly doesn't play anything like him. <laughs> <laughs> I went on to score two that day, which was uh, much more than I usually scored. I was going to say, that's actually quite impressive, <laughs> really, given the other stats that we've read out. <laughs> uh, I guess we should get back to your, your prowess of NRL um, and you know, return this week back on TV. So, a few changes. What did you What did you think of how the changes, the new rules went? Yeah, look, I'm absolutely a fan of Peter Volandis. I think he's done a great job. First of all, to get to get rugby league back. But also, um, I've never, never liked the wrestle, and I think I've said to you on more than one occasion, Sam, come and have a look at this game being played in the 90s when people weren't wrestling on the ground and slowing the play of the ball. I think the, this first round back, round three of the NRL, has been an absolute boon for the game, not just because they're the first game back, because the product on the field has been absolutely outstanding. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan. 
I love the game and I'm glad to see that the game is being restored back to some sort of a more of an attacking game than, than what it has been over the last four or five years at least. Yeah, we saw some stats come up just recently. Yeah. Uh, the NRL have brought out of how, how many extra minutes the ball's been in play since that rule's happened and uh, more tries, more line breaks. Uh, yeah, so it's... Wasn't the only rule to change though, the one ref? One ref, how were your thoughts on that? Were you ever a fan of the two ref system? Never a fan of the two ref system, Lee, because I think they second-guessed one another and therefore we were seeing a lot more penalties. I think um, referees were afraid to see a half an error go because they thought, well, if they didn't pick it up, the second referee would and then they'd look a bit silly. And so I've been really happy with that. And Sam, you talk about the stats and the different line breaks and things, but... One of the incredible stats over the last weekend was the fact that I think three or four players topped 60 or 70 tackles in a match, which was unheard of. I mean, 40, 45 tackles in a match was stupendous. 60 to 70 tackles is just superhuman. Yeah, massive. Absolutely. It's quality. And, um, um, did we have any thoughts on the, the fake crowd noise? That was <laughs> fake crowd noise. What was, what was that all about? Look, you know, it's easy to criticise, and I've seen a lot of uh, criticism of that, but it's, I haven't got a problem with it. I mean, I'm there to watch the football, and the football, the product on the field is what it's all about. It's been fantastic. Um, it'll be nice when the real crowds come back. I'm just wondering whether the real crowds uh, in league are, are going to be as big as the fake crowds they've got there as cutout yeah. people. But <laughs> that fake dog was my personal favourite. That was a highlight of the round for me. Did you see that? I did not. <laughs> Someone paid 22 bucks to put their dog on, like, get it screen printed and put it as one of the people in the crowd. Wow. Yeah, and it was like, they put up, like, a Facebook post saying, my dog was just on national TV, best $22 I ever spent. <laughs> that was fantastic. Good. Suggesting yeah. it was a pretty poor effort then, Lee. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> I think so. No, I actually enjoyed it, to be fair. I just really liked the dog cutout. Fair enough. I don't see that very often. No, no, can't say I do. No. Um, and so, Glenn, you made it clear that you enjoyed the round back, but it wasn't the best round for your, your team. The South Sydney had a loss, I believe. Yeah, South, yeah. South, uh, South Wayne, uh, Wayne Bennett's fault, your mum said as well. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah she, she'd say that too. Um, look, they were poor, no question about yeah. it. They were playing the, the two-time premiers at this stage. The last two uh, seasons they've won the competition, the Roosters, and South were no match for them. And I don't have great hopes for South. I mean, I've certainly watched South um, take out wooden spoons and premierships over the years I've been following them, but... Um, doesn't change the fact that they're my team and I'll stick with them, but I don't see 2020 as being the year of the rabbit, sadly. Okay. Yeah, right. Well, along with the, the footy, that means Supercoach was back again this weekend. Yeah, uh, which a sore spot for us, has. Yeah, well, Dad, Dad used to get around it, but a bit too lazy nowadays to, to do the Supercoach. So, he's got too uh, much on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Semi-retired, he's quit Supercoach. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you did mention Lee wasn't wasn't the best weekend for you and you and Mitch. Your team came yeah. crashing back to earth, scoring one thousand one hundred and fifty one with a, a loss to Andrews Rockies Rumblers. Mm. I mean, they're a strong side, Andrews Rockies Rumblers. <laughs> and, uh, they, they have been tough to beat. Uh, I will say, Supercoach fickle game. I find you know windbacks at eight weeks we were probably the form competition, well, form team in the competition, yeah. and they just you'd lose form over the break. Simple things, um, really basic errors that anyone can make, like. Picking people that aren't playing. It's a real common mistake you know, for <laughs> seasoned, I mean, even seasoned super coach players. So, uh, yep, so probably there will be. I think we've got a meeting with um, the Dragons coach as well. We're probably in the same boat as him as to whether we're staying in contract at this stage after probably quite a poor performance. But um, hopefully we get one more week, has. Yeah. You know, 
See if we We've got the full support of the board, there. so we're looking good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll need a few extra cheapies there on your bench for cash cows. But uh, I, I had a little slightly better weekend um, after a poor... Yeah, we weren't going to ask, I'll be honest. <laughs> after a poor start uh, to the first couple of rounds where you guys were ahead of me. But um, I also lost in the week of the Chocolates League to uh, Simon Malenko, who, yeah, who too strong, uh, really. made, a, made a great decision to captain Tommy Turbo, who uh, put on a clinic against the Bulldogs, as he, as he usually does. Mm. Yeah, yeah, fair. Our captain was actually not that bad skin. Who was it? I couldn't tell you. Some bloke I've never seen play before, but he went all right. Okay. Yeah, Isaiah Yo. Good Isaiah choice. Yeah. Lock, lock for Penrith. Played 90 mm. minutes at lock. Pretty big effort for him. That's right. And, yeah, it's an inside male. Helps. Yeah. Always <laughs> in the know. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> I think I'll, that was my decision to recruit him, I think, based on one article that I read, so I'll take that. Yeah, well, if you could read another couple that tell <laughs> us who... That would be pretty handy. Tell us who's injured and not playing, maybe. That's right. Um, Glenn, we've got one more question for you that I think Mitch was going to bring up. I was, yeah, I was, yes. Um, yeah, no, so we've been running a, a tightest of all time uh, segment for the last couple of weeks, which I'm sure you've heard about. It sort of originated with Sam being very tight with his money and then it came up that Lee and I are also probably right alongside him. Yeah. Um, so I was wondering if you had any more nominations for us, if you've got any stories throughout the years of anyone who was particularly nervous to part ways with their coin. It's yeah, very well, well put. <laughs> I suppose I shouldn't put it. Put it this way, but um, I'd have a few mates who suggest that uh, I know the value of a dollar, uh, and maybe that uh, the old apple doesn't fall far yes. from the tree. tree <laughs> the old gene pool might have sort of okay. fallen that way with the money situation. Certainly didn't with the cricket, but um, <laughs> I can't really blame Sam alone because see, I like to keep my dollars in my pocket too, Lee. No, no, it it certainly fun. doesn't seem that way with the amount of surfboards that get, keep getting shipped yeah, to our yeah, address. Yeah. Unbelievable, <laughs> a ridiculous amount of surfboards. Never, never suggest that forty-five surfboards is too many, Sam. Uh, no. But so, he, do, he does he does qualify it as uh, their, their money making things as well because yeah. they're going to go up in value over the years being yeah, being collectors' right. items. So yeah, that's fair. That's, that's fair. what you tell your mother anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully she's not listening. I think she might be. Um, Sam, we've still got to see your Highland dance as well. We haven't. We, we will get on to that. We haven't had that showcase yet, but the no, people the people want it. They're crying out for it. I'm sure they want you guys to be involved as well. So. Oh, we'll be involved. Absolutely. It's just that we're probably really naturally gifted dancers, so it won't be a shock. Naturally gifted <laughs> island dancers. Probably a fait accompli that it will happen because he has been offered a free lesson, Lisa. Yeah, we've got a gift voucher for it. We've got a gift voucher from Christmas for one, from one of the listeners. About to run out of date, I think. So. No, no, no. We'll get it back in. Don't <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll be, right. <laughs> we'll be fine. Um, Seb, do we have anything more for Senior Has? The real Has, you might say, really. No, I think that's really. a great debut, a podcast debut for him. So Yeah, straight uh, from radio over to podcast. It's like a Another code hopper story, really, mm. from radio into podcasting. Well, happy to do it, and happy to add the dulcet tones and and a few uh, different elements to the uh, to the show, boys. It's a pleasure to be here. It's um, a pleasure to had had been a part of what you're doing. Uh, we've appreciated your professionalism and uh, your ability to give us a raving review. Uh, and we actually do have a couple of other reviews to read out later on, has that have uh, that have come in. So uh, we've started a, a lovely trend there. But we appreciate you being here so much, Glenn. Thank you. Absolutely, thanks, boys. Cheers, appreciate man. it. All right, so a bit of a review there from my dad. Um, good to hear what he thinks about the show and get him involved. Um, now we That's have great. Been Thanks for bringing him in, House. New studio as well. Yeah. He's been in the new studio before even some regulars like Yana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's tough work for him. A bit, bit of a squeeze. Was, in the, geez, in the that news. was a real strong talking point, that. Thanks, boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can't disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> bit of a squeeze in this new studio for him, but uh, yeah, we haven't yeah. worked out our best formation yet. I don't think. Yeah, it's a bit like FIFA. 
you know, we're still trying to see if we should park the bus like back against the blinds or um, if we should come out on the all-out attack towards the camera. It feels very different being front and centre for me here. I feel like I'm usually on the side, one of the sides. But oh, yeah, true. Yeah, that's a good point. Do you want me to go over there? We no, can maybe just have it live, us no. changing. That'll be good sounds in the mics. Uh, but yeah, going going on the uh, the review topic, uh, we, we'd have asked for a few reviews from listeners. Uh, we've asked for five star ratings first and foremost, and, and we got some of them. Five this week, we got Did plenty we? of those. Yeah. Thankfully, Get um, but we we got a few reviews. Uh, none of them really spraying us, which I was hoping for, uh, which is a weird thing to say. But no, that's <laughs> coming, I reckon. It's um, going to be some entertaining ones. Some yeah, they're all, coming. All very positive. Um, I mean. Like you said, we've got now on Apple Podcasts alone 54 five-star ratings uh, and one two-star rating. <laughs> Don't mention that one, Has. Don't tell people that. So I'm not sure who to blame is for that one. Um, I don't know which no, of the three of us. I'll tell you exactly who that was. That was Pop, remember? Was it? <laughs> Do you remember right at the start when Pop like had no idea what he was doing and he just clicked on saying, I can't understand what you're saying because you talk too fast. And bang, two stars. <laughs> he gave us a two star. He gave us a two star rating. I was gonna say, like, he left a two star rating, whoever it was, and didn't leave a comment or a review at all. Like, surely if you don't like it, yeah, you put your two star two star rating and you say why. You say yeah. this is why I don't like it. Give us some but, constructive criticism. But, but you haven't uh, met Pop has he he makes Mitch look like a, he's a wordsmith. Yeah, that's true. Anyone out there who doesn't like it, don't do that two star rating. You can send us <laughs> you can send us a message straight to our website and we'll we'll be happy to take the uh yeah, we'll vote for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, some of the comments, uh, Nellie May said, hilarious but surprisingly informative. So I'm not too sure why she's su- surprised. So maybe she... Probably because she knows me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but it's glad that we're a little bit informative, even though we don't really mean to be. Uh, no, we do sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of information coming up here, has about people that are tight. Here it comes. Um, Taylor said, she's not much of a sport fan, but... Definitely enjoys listening to what's happening in the sport via this podcast over listening to to the news. So thanks, Absolutely. Taylor. Absolutely. And uh, that's all fake news, anyway. Yeah, well, Trump would think so. Donald Trump's <laughs> um, another one, of yes. course. This is real news. Yeah. <laughs> Leave it account for the we real. We took stuff. the wrong coffee. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this one from Lava Lamp XOXO Blueberry. Of course, we all know who that is. Uh, yes, that was my first uh, Hotmail email address, I believe, <laughs> <laughs> when I was 11 and MSN was still a thing. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not sure who did write it. That's, that's their name they've gone with. That's their alias. But funny bunch of lads having a yarn about sport. What's not, not to love? So thank you, Lava Lamp, XOXO, Blueberry. Great use of the rhetorical question as well. Very good idea for capturing people's attention. So well done. Skin on, little tip for you. Then you go to work tomorrow. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> Need all the advice in that area I can get, I suppose, given I say three words a week. Okay. Now, I'm going to try something here, guys. Um, You know how well I go on the buttons here, so this could be a challenge. But basically, we we just spoke to Glenn uh, about sort of the the things that became apparent across the weekend of the NRL, a couple of new changes that we had to sort of had to speak about. Uh, One of them was this. On this Thursday night on Nine's Wide World of Sports... And we're back. It's been 67 days. Now, Skinner, what struck you as odd in that particular piece of audio? Uh, there's an awful lot of crowd noise for a game that didn't involve a crowd. Correct. And we did speak to Glenn about that. Uh, we discussed sort of the crowd noise. He was actually quite a fan of it um, from from what I recall. Has. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah was, no, I don't think he really cared about that part of it, yeah. to be honest. No, he didn't seem that like keen on it or... or 
vice versa. Um, so, yeah, there, there has been plenty of debate about whether, I mean, some people would argue like, oh, we love hearing the contact and we love hearing what the ref's saying and blah, 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 and there's no fake six again signal calls and things like that uh, because you can hear everything. Other people are like, nah, it's boring, it's weird, we want the fake noise. Um, I guess from a personal perspective, I think I speak on behalf of all of us, we're quite all right with the fake crowd noise, aren't we? Um, our issue was that we feel like it was just unrealistic, really. That was the problem. Mm. Um, for anyone that's been to a local game of footy or, or a game of footy in any capacity, uh, we think that really the only way that that fake crowd noise should have gone um, was, in fact, actually like this. Get him on side. He's been doing it all day, sir. Your eyes painted on. Ford! How can they charge thirteen ninety for this dodgy fish and chips? <laughs> <laughs> uh, magnificent. The, the last one, the last one, particularly relevant, obviously. Um, so yeah, that that was really that was sort of what we were thinking, wasn't it, guys? Yeah, correct. To be honest, you probably don't hear a whole lot of that, that sort of comment on the TV, but definitely yeah. when you're in the crowd, admit <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that out somehow. Uh, but when yeah. you when you go to a game live, that is there's so many comments like that, and it's just it, it's annoying for me. But I mean, it's just everyone gets into it. So much. Has, I've got one guy that I'm going to get on the podcast that you will love when footy actually Q Cup's been cancelled the whole year, hasn't it? I say so. Yeah, yeah right. Because there's this guy that goes and watches every Wynnum game that I MC. Um, and he honestly just abuses the referee the entire time. One guy, and he's like well known for just being like Winham's pest, um, <laughs> for just like spraying touch judges, spraying referees. He's elite. I'll, I'm going to try and capture some audio next time, has and make sure that I can show it to you. Even worse when people do it at home and yelling at the TV, those sort of things. Uh, like, I mate. Mean, the referee can't hear you from home, let alone if you're in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, guilty. And we're going to have to do an AFL one. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I like sitting in an AFL game and hearing the whole crowd yell, ball! Yeah, we'll take you to an AFL game, as You would love it. You'll find yourself yelling ball, not even knowing what it means. Yeah. Well, um, another thing I found interesting about that fake crowd noise, I assumed it was like strictly a thing for the TV, um, but like, apparently like, they're actually playing it at the stadiums. Did anyone know that? I didn't know that. I did not know that. Uh, yeah, well, well, they are. A mate of mine was walking past Suncorp Stadium the night of the Broncos. Yeah, game. Broncos yeah. Power on yeah, Thursday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. heard like, the crowd. Actually, I've read that. I've read that exact same thing. Yeah, I don't, what's the theory? I can't understand what the theory would be there. Maybe, Maybe just to get help the players. Yeah, yeah pump get the players, players up, amped yeah. up or yeah. something. But then someone, I read something today, like another comment on social media that said that when um when the Raiders scored. On the weekend, like it was a Melbourne home game, Raiders scored and uh, the crowd cheered for them. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> so they, they need to bring in some crowd noise to our Shield games. There's only like 50 people who goes, so we need, we need a bit of ambience as, as players. We hit a boundary, we need a bit louder clapping. You know, get the well, should we record one, Has? Yeah, definitely. We'll do one for next week. All right, perfect. Now, guys, there's no secret that something has been dominating the headlines uh, over the last couple of weeks is the impending tote 11 selections, the tightest of all time that stands for. It was really hatched, uh, if you're a new listener, it was basically hatched from the fact that we've um, mercilessly teased has actually not really us, it was Luke Feldman at the start that teased has about the fact that he used to sort of steal soap from hotel rooms and uh, and was 
reasonably fiscally responsible was the initial phrase that he used. He then sort of built some momentum when Christian Welch came on and said that he had a friend that rivaled has uh, that actually had returned his coat hanger. No, sorry, had returned his coat, left the tag on it uh, and returned the coat <laughs> the following week uh, to make sure they got his money back. He was just sort of hiring it for the event. Um, so that built some momentum and we wanted to hear from you guys and engage you as much as possible to sort of say... Who are the tightest people that you've seen? And I guess some of the tightest actions that you've seen. Um, and we've had some cracking nominations, Has We have. Yeah, a few nominations, uh, recordings sent to our website, which is great. We love hearing from people directly there. And I think also an Instagram message. We have. That's right. Now, let me but, play this. more, but these are the ones we're going to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had, we've had a few. We obviously don't have time for all of them. I've tried to pick out uh, the best ones. So I've got two voicemail ones and one Instagram message. So I do appreciate, obviously, all of you that, that send them in. If we ever have a, a tough week, then we'll go back to the, to the files <laughs> and we'll grab those ones. For this week, these were the three that got selected. Uh, the first one is from Jake. Grease theme dress up at work and I've walked in with the, the standard black jeans, white shirt and a black denim jacket. And anyway, later in the day, this lady comes in and offers me a, a T-Birds jacket um, that she's got from a costume shop and asks me if I want to wear it. So I'm like, yeah, why not put it on so I can look the part looking a bit better. Anyway, later in the day, I'm sitting there just slaving away on the computer as you do. And I receive an email asking for $15 for the jacket hire. <laughs> now, not once... <laughs> Did she mention earlier in the day that I needed to pay any money to hire this jacket? But still, it's a classic. She's asking me to pay money for the jacket. So yeah. So she's got it and and realised she's got no use for it, but wants to recoup her money some way. That's correct. Yeah, that's, that's exactly that's a the lucrative business she's so. running. <laughs> so I hope she made a profit. Yeah, she's obviously just been offered this like a deal that she could not refuse. Like, oh, six jackets, of course, I'll definitely need them, <laughs> and then had to hire them out to poor, unsuspecting victims. <laughs> Fantastic. Cool. Uh, the next one's from Maddie. Yours. Uh, Maddie Campbell here. Just wanted to get in my submission for the uh, tightest of all time. Uh, first 11. Uh, my nomination goes to Johnny Dore, uh, this Tully Tiger. He's uh, tighter than the top of an alchemy cordial bottle when you try and open it with <laughs> hands. Brilliant. Uh, his tight way started back in university, although I'm sure they have much deeper roots. This was where I uh, first encountered them. Uh, Johnny used to live close enough to a, a local watering hole on Kelvin Grove Road. And he, he quite quickly figured out that if you walked home from university during lunchtime, you could check in and get a few credits on their uh, their loyalty app to put towards buying a, buying a few rounds on the weekend. Uh, it would have been good if he actually spent those credits on us. However, Johnny used to always just buy his own drinks and, and you know, drop a smoke bomb when it, turn, it turned out <laughs> to be his round. So I uh, hope he's, hope he's uh, a shoe-in for maybe, uh, you know, number seven. Can't really buy, can't really bowl, can't really buy a beer either. But yeah, leave it up to you, fellas. All right, take it easy. Bye. Perfect. Great nomination. Oh, well, great nomination. I actually know Johnny. I know Johnny. I played a couple of uh, university games with him, and um, yes, can confirm. Uh, I mean, Rich coming from me, I've been nominated twice already somehow, uh, considering how generous I am. But um, okay, <laughs> but 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 uh, yes, Johnny definitely battling as well. Um, the written one came from Luke. I've been keeping an eye on your tightest of all time for We Got the Chocolates. I have a story for you. My dad is a bricklayer. 
And at the start of the coronavirus, when you couldn't get toilet paper, he would take the toilet rolls from the worksite Portaloo after finishing the job. Now you can get toilet paper at the shops again, but he still brings rolls of toilet paper home from work all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's brilliant. Oh, that is fantastic. That's, that's how it starts. That's how it starts. Is that from experience? All it takes is a global pandemic, and yeah. then or you, next time you know it, you're, it's you're just a habit. It's just a habit. It's exactly what happened. It has. It was like the turn of the millennium when he thought that it was Y2K and <laughs> he just started taking shampoo and conditioner out of hotels and then bang, <laughs> he did it for the next eight years. <laughs> Thank you very much to all of those people that have been sending in tote nominations and we look forward to receiving more. There's still another couple of weeks of that competition to run uh, and obviously we want to make the job as tough as possible for selectors, which will be people like Luke Feldman. Um, <laughs> someone else we'll find someone else most certainly there'll be a couple of great selectors that we'll have on board for you there um, now the one other piece of news guys you remember I mean it seems a lifetime ago because the we got the chocolates sort of juggernaut has just gained so much momentum since but uh, there was a guy that you remember I think his name was was it started with J it might have been J John John Baisley J James James I think it might have been James um, James Baisley over the weekend uh, well was it over the weekend it was late last week he's pulled off um, basically what can only be described as one of the greatest proposal stories of all time Probably the right time to mention she said yes. Uh, so James is most certainly engaged to be married uh, early next year, which is a fantastic result. Uh, and the even better news for those that follow us on our social media platforms, which are Facebook, Twitter, uh, even TikTok actually, but Instagram as well. YouTube. YouTube too. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, they would have seen that the, I mean, I would say probably first photo that got taken. Now it's difficult to find proof of that. I get that. But first photo was in a We Got the Chocolates hat and beanie from all reports. Yeah, no other way to do it, is there? No, well, no, it's certainly sense. what I plan on doing. Um, and has you as well, obviously. Get Emily yeah, in a well, beanie. Yeah, well, when uh, when you see the beanie and hat come in the mail at my <laughs> house, then you'll know what's what's about to happen. So <laughs> I love that you're waiting until you get a gift. That's right. Fantastic. Frick. Lethal goes another week without a best. <laughs> of course, people watch us because of how informative we are on we this should, podcast. We just heard that, didn't we? So, uh, into a bit of sporting news to round us off this week, and you know, a lot of people talk about who the the goat sports person is, who's the greatest of all time. We've heard a bit of Federer, Jordan, Woods in there, um, but. A sport that is commonly overlooked contains a couple of guys that really rival them. Uh, the past two decades of badminton competition have effectively been owned by Malaysia's Lee Chong Wee and China's Lin Dan. And I might have said that wrong. No, um, I think that's but pretty, pretty spot on for mine. But uh, yeah, of course I know what I'm talking about here. Um, the, the pair have met 40 times, 22 times in finals matches, and they have 135 titles between them, which is a fair few badminton titles. Uh, Lin, known for his tactical awareness and adjusting to his opponent's pl style of play, has reached 105 finals, winning 66 titles in his career thus far. Uh, Lee is known for his impressive speed and counter-attacking ability. He was 
Actually, the number one seed... Well, we're in, still talking about uh, yeah, oh, not you. No, no. right. So, <laughs> easy mistake to make. Uh, Lee was the number one seed in, in, was. in badminton for 349 weeks, um, including a 199-week streak from August 21, 2008 to June 14, 2012. Holy Moses. Yeah, far out. That's a lot of weeks. Well, number one. I'm not sure if Roger Federer quite... Uh, he's, we might go close, maybe, but... Yeah, but Check that. But, um, We've actually got something in the pipeline coming up that that will fit very well in. Has I say in the pipeline because I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but I do have a plan that I'm envisaging uh, that I think will work very well with that particular start that you've just brought up. So. Perfect. And uh, yeah, that Lee Dan uh, reached 106 finals, walking away with 69 titles. Unfortunately, uh, the rivalry is now over, though, as Lee has had to stop playing due to nose cancer and is, is now retired from the sport. But... Serious career for those two badminton players, and yeah, sport you probably don't hear about too much, especially in Australia. Maybe in Asia, they're they're mm. big names. What yeah. when you say nose cancer, do you mean like skin cancer on the nose? Or you're not sure? I'm not sure, but yeah, it doesn't have badminton to be badminton an indoor sport. Definitely doesn't have to be that. It could be from smoking or something. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> Sticking ciggy butt brains straight up your nose, <laughs> um, up nostrils. But yeah, I'm a big fan of badminton. Played a bit at school. I don't know if you guys played much, but it's it's fun. It's plenty of fun. Badminton, great sport. Yeah, actually, had a couple of out of it. Yeah, it's good fun. Yeah, so you'd be poor if it's anything to judge your oh, tennis. Yeah. Correct, oh, Moses. You'd be ordinary, <laughs> especially <laughs> when you have to underarm it over the net, don't you? You'd never get one in play. You'd get beaten eleven nil every set. I was actually looking for our badminton sound effect guys, but we don't have one. That's a shame. Well, we've got another sport coming up. Maybe you do. Maybe you got some time to. Look for the the soccer sound effect if you've got it. Um, but as a former, uh, I think it's this one. <laughs> ah, yep. <laughs> former professional soccer player in the German Bundesliga. Actually, I think the the Bundesliga has just come up, started again. One of the other yeah. sports that started around the world. It's the Bundesliga and the NRL, like the only two sports been played. Mm. Um, but yeah, this guy, Heinick Kumba, has uh, appeared in public very recently, alive and well, after being pronounced dead in a car accident four years ago. So he, he was a professional soccer player and um, yeah, thought to be uh, passed away. Um, but yeah, it's a weird story where, you know, I read an article about it and not really all the details make too much sense, but... The car crash that he supposedly passed away and happened one night in the Democratic Republic of Congo where his companions uh, had left him but still had his phone and wallet in their car. So they crashed their car and it was thought that he must have been still in it when his, his documents and stuff were in the car. Um, his wife even claimed a multi-million dollar life insurance policy soon after the event. It paid out? Yeah. Hell. Yeah, but I think... But she is in trouble now for fraud yeah, and because yeah, surely that's um, frowned upon. Yeah, but four years later, he's he's turned turned up back in Western Germany working as a chemical technician. So, <laughs> I don't know classic that, job. I don't know how he's how he's gotten away with that or how it's all worked out. But uh, Onik Cumber and his brother Q. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, what in the world is up? <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> well, on that note, guys. <laughs> Um, I'm having some real issues with trying to play this outro song, so we'll just buffer for a little bit here. It was called Honey Dixit. I got it. And there's the song, guys. So that can mean only one thing, and that is that it's time to wrap up and discuss this week's Best on Ground. I guess I'm discussing it because you do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, too. Um, okay. Well, let me get on the front foot. Uh, Lethal. Because we know that he's due. He is due. Sometimes, you know, you can't keep a good player down for that long, Skinner. Yeah, That's the you, issue. Yeah. 
There's no evidence of you being a good player yet. I thought I was <laughs> clinical for at least 50 minutes. I, I think I think we were true. all quite uh, quite solid this episode. Uh, maybe a few mistakes here and there from Lee on the buttons, but um, but we were quite solid. I I was actually thinking I might go against what Mitch is saying and, and vote Lee just because he has put together the table for us here and a few few chairs uh, set up That's the new true. room so the new studio so yeah. the new studio is um, is a good addition and, and you've done a good job there I'm interested in voting for Glenn has oh no <laughs> <laughs> How crisp was his voice? Oh, oh, such good storytelling. can't be serious. <laughs> I, think I thought he, I he think, stunk. I, I think he was a little bit far away from the microphone. We oh, had to turn okay, up his right. sound a little bit, so it might be hard with the editing. And we can't, we can't give him the best on ground his first appearance because we want to give him something to aspire to. We want him uh, to yeah, have that motivation. He's not a proper guest, so we don't feel bad about it because he's not like a famous <laughs> guest. And he's had that motivation to give us more and want to come yeah, back yeah. with more stories because yeah, we'll I'm sure he's got plenty back. locked away. So it's lethal claiming it. Yeah, I'm happy to give you a sympathy vote. But... Sympathy. Skinner, look at this table. Unless you two guys both vote for me together. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, once you've dangled that carrot in front of me, has no one's taken any votes off of me. Particularly not my own vote. I mean, this 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 is proper cedar oak, this table. Built it from my bare hands. You did not. You bought it at Ikea and struggled to put it together for two hours. Skinner, does it look like Ikea? Please stop. Okay. Um, now... Speaking of stop, the music's just gone, which is a real shame because that was building some nice vibe for us. Yeah. Uh, but that would mean just, we just have to wrap up really quickly. So, I mean, we've told you a lot of the information already. Uh, has We want people to definitely get in touch with us, but specifically give us some more reviews to read out. Spray us, five-star rating, thank you, on Apple Podcasts, and then give us a review that we can read to entertain the masses. That's obviously what we do. Uh, but if you can help us, that's always appreciated, most certainly. The other thing is, Skinnel, uh, the website that you've created, that basically leads people to wherever they may need to go in terms of getting in contact with us on social media, correct? Yeah, correct. So you can jump on there and find links to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, um, ETC. You can send us an email from the website. Um, so yeah, anything that you want to get in touch with us and tell us about, we're more than happy to hear. Take on any sort of feedback or any ideas for segments, stories, etc. Skin stats, inspiration, if you don't mind, mm, all the absolutely. above. Anyone that needs to go on the social simbin, remember yeah. that that's still going. We've been on the lookout there. Uh, I chucked a few people in, and then I realised that they were bots, so uh, <laughs> they managed to work their way out, which was a shame. So any help there is appreciated as well. Uh, do definitely get in touch with us, guys. We absolutely love hearing from you. We love talking about you on this particular podcast. Uh, and we'll most certainly be, na- be back next week uh, with a interview and a very exciting interview. I believe it is an ex-AFL player by the name of Tim Notting. Yeah, well, you've, forward given, to it. Yeah, yeah, you've given that away early, but sure. Well, isn't that fine? Don't we want people to come and listen next week again? Oh, yeah. yeah we just point. want them to stop now. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, come uh, back next week. Listen to episode 45, guys, and good luck stop. in the future because you're never listening again because Skinner won't tell you anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we good? Oh, you're yep. good. That's it, right Thank you very much. Bye. Is it, do I still keep the best on ground? <laughs> hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.